Welcome to part two of Psalms. It's going to be weird with me saying welcome to part 100 of Psalms. Anyway, so part two of Psalms, Psalm chapter two, and we're going to read from verse one. It says, why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them with his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron and you will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss the son or he will be angry and your way will lead to your destruction for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. So this is one of these like, whoa, you know, thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening. Galileo, um, uh, Psalms. And but actually what's so beautiful here is there's there's two positions you can be in when we look at the psalm because there's these very gentle lines that are said during this. Um, the final line, blessed are all who take refuge in him, talking about God and, and how he deals with um, those who love him and those who have found refuge in him. And then, so in his wrath and in his dealing with the world and breaking things and smashing things, there's this place where you can find refuge in him and the storms rage outside, yet God is holding us to himself. And so just a few thoughts around this psalm for us today. This psalm centers around a crucial misunderstanding for many of us. And I, I say many of us because I don't think it's only for those who don't know God. Sometimes it's even possible for us as Christians to have this crucial misunderstanding, right? It says the nations rage, conspire, and they plot together against God. What are they plotting against God about? What is the thing that they're having go at God about? Well, in verse 3, it says, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. And so what it is, is the world is constantly at war with what God has designed. God designed the world to work, work a certain way. When we look in the Ten Commandments, God doesn't want us to murder. He doesn't want us to uh, lie and cheat and, and all the things that are there. And that's not because he's trying to ruin our fun. Or I, I, know that you, I know that we know all this stuff, but there is a way God has designed the world to function. And when we live that way, the world is at peace and it's a wonderful place to be. But because of our sin and man's sin in Eden, and then we all carry within us, we are unable to live that way, like we saw in the book of Galatians. And so we're far from God and so we rage and we're constantly fighting against God. And, and this is the, the misconception, is that we, we kind of paint this picture that God is the spoil sport. Right, he just wants to lock us down with all these rules. That's why it said, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. That's a world saying, let's throw off what God has said. Let's break his shackles. Let's, let's run away from what God has said because he just wants to make my life small and petty and tiny and insignificant and, and the sour, you know, suck on a lemon Christian kind of approach to the world. And in there is the misconception. God doesn't imprison us. God is the one who comes to free us. Right? We are the ones who caught up in our sin. We are the ones who caught up in our pettiness and caught up in our smallness of our worlds. When we are left to our own devices, our worlds become very insular and all about ourselves. And God comes to set us free from ourselves. He sets us free from the fear of sin and death, that we can walk in this relationship with him. If you think about this, you look around the world at the moment. 
all the social groups that we call to that whether we want to be part of we want to fit in there's a standard right there's a rule if you don't act like this if you don't be like this if you don't look like this if you don't talk like this you can't be part and it's it's becoming even more so in the world that we live in today that uh, there's these um rules and and regulations about uh, how you fit into different social uh, social groupings and god comes and he says I will make you part of my family, not because of what you do, but because of what I'm going to do. You don't have to earn your way in. And so he sets us free from the desire or the need to have to earn our way into something. He says, I will naturally and I will graciously make you part of my family. And he just gives it, gives it to us. And it's an incredible truth that to know that God has included me and that to, for me to be fighting against God actually is, is um, and, and sometimes I can, to be honest, I can feel a little bit like, God, you know, why don't you, why don't you see things my way? Why don't you do things my way? But when we look at this text, we see that God actually rules over the whole earth. I love the promise that he makes to Jesus. And this is important to understand. The promise there, right, where he says, today you are my son, isn't made to us as Christians. It's made to Jesus. And in Jesus, we receive that promise. But think about this. The world is like we're fighting over our little thing. And God says to Jesus, ask of me, I'll make all the nations your inheritance. And friends, for some of us, I think that we forget that um, in Jesus, when I come to Jesus, and, and he uses that expression, kiss the son, and I bow down in front of Jesus, and I'm humble, and I say, Lord, I don't have my life together. And as, as, I, as there's humility, and I'm, I'm bowed before him. And I, I said, God, I'm sorry for living my life my way. I'm sorry for wanting my thing the whole time. Lord, change my heart. As I begin to do that, God says, okay, stand up because in Jesus now, ask of me. I'll make the nations your inheritance. And our small little world all of a sudden goes global size. And God's like, let me show you what I can do through you. I'll use you to break nations. I'll use you to rise things up and pull things down. There is no limit to what I want to do through your business, through your family, through your marriage, through every aspect of your life. I want to call you up to something so much higher and so much bigger. And that's the misconception that we live in, that God's here to make our world small and that the world is here to make our, the world is able to make our world so much bigger. And we, we see our destiny so often in the hands of others. Friends, our destiny is in the hands of God himself. Look at those, look at those incredible, um, incredible stuff that it says about God. The, the one who enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. And so here's our truth bomb for the t- today. We spoke yesterday about meditation. This is the thing we're going to meditate about today. Psalm chapter 2, verse 7. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance and the ends of, earth, the, ends of the earth your possession. Can I challenge us with this, friends? Today, kiss the son. Go to Jesus. Be humble in front of him. And then stand up and ask God to give you the nations as your inheritance. Please, let's stop being Oliver Twist and asking God for a little cup of blood. Please, please, sir, can I have some more? God, give me the nations. Whatever you want to do in me, Lord, do it. Because I belong to you. You're my God and you go ahead of me. Can't wait to see you guys tomorrow.